Hello and welcome to Reimagining Education, a podcast from Michigan International Prep School. I'm your host, Eric Van Houten, and joining me today uh, is Mrs. Amanda Murray, an elective teacher here uh, at MIPS. So welcome, Amanda, and, and why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thanks for having me, Eric. So I am actually going on my 20th year of teaching, which is really exciting. I feel like it started so long ago, I can't even remember back then. Um, but I actually teach elective classes. I teach some career classes, speech and communication here at MIPS. Um, and then about a little over a year ago, I was charged with leading our BEBS team, which is what we're going to talk about today. I love that. So I think that is probably where we should start is, first of all, uh, when you'll see BEBS on text, it is capital B-E-B-S. So let's start with what does it stand for and, and what exactly is BEBS? Right. So BEBS stands for Be Engaged, Be Successful. And here at MIPS, we know that engagement is key to your success. So for students, we're always encouraging them to engage in two specific ways. The first way is through communication. And that primarily is through their mentor. We have awesome mentors at MIPS and we want our students to engage as much as they can. The more engaged with your mentor you are, the more you're going to be successful, the more you're going to be um, connected with supports, and the more you're also going to, I think, enjoy your high school, middle school, or elementary experience. Um, and then the second part of that communication or engagement is in school and coursework. A lot of times we isolate it and just think about course completion. But for me specifically, as I was growing up, I was not really into school. So school mm -hmm. was just something, you know, I knew I had to go and so I did it. But it wasn't until I was in middle school and high school when I was involved in choir and theater that school really became alive to me. It it became a place that I looked forward to going to every day. Um, here at MIPS, we have so many opportunities to engage. We have a very immersive arts program with so many opportunities. We have pathways. We have live classes to drop into. Uh, we also have tutoring sessions and just just times for you to meet up with your mentor. Um, and we have also clubs and different opportunities like that for students to get involved. So I really wanted that full immersive experience when I was a teenager and an adolescent. And so we just want you all to, you know, get involved as much as you possibly can so that you can get the most out of your education, go beyond just completing courses. And let's, let's, get you a full, well-rounded education. Yeah, and I was going to say that I I found that your story there isn't uncommon. We had Mr. Card on and the amount of students who have become engaged because of the arts, whether it's piano, guitar, theater, and now we have vocal lessons too, um, it's those special classes and you're an elective teacher. So you get to see a lot of that, that get kids excited or at least more engaged. Absolutely. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, before I came to MIPS, before my family moved from Texas to Michigan, I was an elective teacher. I was a theater teacher mm. for 19 years. And I got the privilege of being around students who were marginalized, students who were falling through the cracks otherwise. And it was getting plugged in and, and meeting this group of other students that were just like them or very different from them, but meeting this other group of students who, who just, um, 
became their almost second family and gave them those experiences where they felt like they were a part of something for the first time ever. And that was what did it for them. And they started passing their classes and they started coming to school every day. And And I just have seen how elective classes and, and especially the arts really really changes lives and really impacts students for the better. So if you're not involved in our arts program and that's something you're passionate about, I highly recommend getting involved. That's good. We got to plug that all the time. I love it. Right. So you you said something there that I want to go a little bit further on. Um, you mentioned being passionate about students that um, are falling through the cracks. So Bebs as a whole is a positive thing, right? It's It's the slogan, be engaged, be successful. But it is a program. It's a division here of MIPS now that actually does things, right? It's not just encouragement, um, but there is a reason why BEBS is something that we are talking about today and that I think parents and students need to be aware about. So this is kind of the next step, right? You hinted at it there. But what kind of things uh, does the BEBS team and yourself do? Well, our Bebs team, we really are a support team. That's that's what we truly are. We're here to support, support mentors, support families, support parents and students. Um, and so our team is comprised of four team members and we are really a team. I, I don't think it would work otherwise. So our team makes up two different people that have a social work background, two of us are teachers with over 44 years of experience between us. And we we just get into meetings with families, with students, and we try to assess situations. We find the barriers that are keeping students from that engagement piece, and we try to knock those barriers down. So whatever that looks like, it's so different for every student. Um, and then we also have an elementary team that works and their, their process is a little bit different, um, but we all work to engage the student, so. Yeah. So here, here's what I think might be helpful to walk through then. I know in the past, and almost every mentor um, has had a student that, I mean, we can just say in general, is not engaged, right? This is a student where they don't fulfill the uh, attendance requirements of meeting with me or their mentor once a week. They don't talk to their teachers. And the biggest thing is they are not doing the schoolwork they should be and turning in assignments and, and working in school. And we can see all that, right? We can see when they log in and the time they spend on school. Um, so us as mentors, our response to that is after contacting them a bunch, their parents, their relatives, even at some times, mm -hmm. um, we submit them to the BEBS team. Um, so let's say I have a ninth grader, a high schooler, who isn't responsive in that way, and I submit them or I give their contact information and tell you what's going on. What, what happens after that? Okay, well, the situation is different for every student, but we do have a process that we like to follow. So what you were just talking about with the mentor, we call that level one. So level one is really just empowering the mentor to see themselves as the interventionist. We give you some supports. We give you some extra resources. We have a drop-in every week that mentors can drop into to just get questions answered. Um, but then you are primarily doing that intervention work. If that doesn't work for you or you're still not seeing a ton of turnaround or success with that, then we're here to help. So level two is 
where our team gets involved. Mm. And I would say the most important aspect of our level two is the family meeting. So the family meeting mm. is where we just all come to the table. Virtually, usually we're all on camera and we have the family there, the mentor, the student, um, and all of our team are there. And we just try to get to know the student and get to know the family and assess the situation. So we put together what we call a BEBS plan, which is just a very customizable plan. It's nothing scary. <laughs> it's actually, we have the most fun in those meetings. Yeah. So if if we have parents and students who are willing to participate, we have a great time. And we're not there to get anyone in trouble. We just want to understand the situation. Um, so that looks like we said, it's different. And it may be that, you know, I like to refer to it as sort of an onion. Like every time mm. we have <laughs> another meeting with a student or their family, we're peeling back another layer to the onion. So it's... So maybe not levels, but layers. Right, uh, layers. <laughs> they add to the metaphor. Right, there. right. Yeah. So every time we have a subsequent meeting, we may we may identify even more than we did the first time. And sometimes our students may admit that they have some anxiety or they're having some, you know, Maybe they're missing out on some social aspects of school that's keeping them from being engaged. Maybe they're having struggles with the actual content. And so then we would refer them to our academic team. We have some social emotional support systems in place this year that I'm really excited about. And so it may be, you know, getting them connected and plugged into those supports as well. So that's level two, the family meeting where we just continue to come alongside the family and we call it wraparound support for a reason because mm. we truly are trying to wrap around the family and offer whatever kind of support that they need. And sometimes that's with the parents themselves. Yeah. The parents need just as much support as the students sometimes. And sometimes it's just giving the parent the tools to be the student's primary accountability yep. partner. Because we know that for students who do school at home, having an, an adult available is is really a game changer. Yep. And the younger they get, the more that's necessary. That's even necessary. more important. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and then level three is if we still aren't seeing a lot of progress, we may, you know, students have to attend school. It's the law. <laughs> Michigan's mm -hmm. law is mm -hmm. you have to attend school. So, if it gets to that point, we may have to put a contract in place, um, have a timeline that we adhere to. And at that point would also be when we file truancy mm -hmm. and get some support from some of our local counties. I know we have a statistic that we've been over that 13,000 students statewide last year were unaccounted for completely. And that's just, we have to work on that problem. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that the students showing up and going to school every day, whatever that looks like. Um, we know that MIPS is flexible, yeah. that it, that's one it of the doesn't, positives. Very absolutely. Flexible, but and that it, doesn't mean you can't do school. Right? Exactly. So if your time and the way you do school and, and the times that you do it during the day, there's so much flexibility here, but we still want you to do school. Yeah. So. And that's a scary word. Do you want to shed some light on what truancy is? I think that there are some people who might not. Um, that's kind of the end all, um, never the goal and mm -hmm. not a good thing. But can you shed some light on what truancy is and how the, the state and us kind of help out there? Right. So truancy is just a process that schools have in place to identify students who are not meeting their requirements of attending school. And for a school like ours, we have students from all over Michigan. So we work with various counties across the state to identify students. And really, it's difficult to say because every county has 
their own timeline. Every county has their own process. And so we've seen, you know, a range of different things from, you know, sometimes parents may get fined and then sometimes Mm. a student may, may escalate to having a probation officer. And so that's really where we don't want it to go. We really never want it to, to go where it, you know, involves law enforcement or anything like that. So we try to come in and, and try to help the situation before it gets that far. Yeah. And that sounds really scary, but like you said before, 13,000 students falling through the cracks is mm-hmm. a good way to think of that. Is, uh, how did you put it, an issue that needs to be addressed. Absolutely. So when, when families, if you're listening or are watching this and hear about truancy and law enforcement and things like that, this BEBS program that we're talking about is a positive thing because we know you know, at-risk students is a huge population here, not just at MIPS, but in Michigan. Um, so yeah, that, you know, I think in that might be, and I know if I have students like this where they're in a broken home or they are homeless and staying with relatives or they have an issue with their technology and don't want to ask for a laptop for MIPS or something like that. So I have found, and you I'm wondering if this is what you found too, that the majority of these BEBS issues aren't just students being punks um, or neglect, but there's usually, usually something going on behind the scenes. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Yeah. And we just have to assume like we we can never just assume that a student is okay so Mm. if we are having trouble even contacting the student sometimes depending on the situation we may do a wellness check because we have to lay eyes on the situation make sure they're okay that's what's so different about a virtual school as opposed to a brick and mortar where students are reporting to a school every day um and that's why it's also so important that we just have family involvement, that yeah. the family, the student are engaged, that they come to our meetings so that we never get to that point. Yeah. So that's very good. That's very good. So, Bebs is a positive thing of us showing that we, right. we care and want them engaged, not just to fulfill legal requirements, but we're here to educate and be for them. We talked about that a lot with mentors, if we're like a life mentor, not just academics. So, yeah. um, this is part of that that process. Mm -hmm. So I love that. And I think that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that's a a pretty good overview of what the um, BEBS team and process is. Is there anything else at all that you want to share about BEBS or what you do or what you're seeing with the students? I think we've seen a lot of progress over the last year. Mm. And that's been something that I think has given us just encouragement, um, to see students start to make the progress that we're looking for. And sometimes it's really, it comes in all forms at different levels. Sometimes it's just getting the student connected to their mentor because maybe they're shy or maybe they have a crazy schedule and it's just hard to get connected with the mentor. And once they are connected or reconnected with the mentor, then maybe they don't need us anymore. Um, And then sometimes it's really identifying that that the student isn't engaging because they're struggling with content possibly. And so we get them involved with those resources. Um, We have social workers at our school and counselors that are equipped to handle students who are um, struggling with all sorts of emotional needs or um, social needs. And so getting them connected with those types of things. Um, I just, I think that when I look back at the last year, We've had so many 
aha moments with mm-hmm. parents, I think, especially just being able to, you know, I think last year was very unique in that we had so many students that were doing virtual school for the very first time. Yeah. And you can't just assume that like your student knows what they're doing <laughs> and knows how to handle the computer and knows how to, you know, create their own schedule. So one of the things that we did as a team is we really listened to our kids. We listened to the students that we were meeting with to their families and we identified the most important aspects and the most important barriers that we feel were coming in the way of their education. And this summer, we created a boot camp. So we had over 46 students, elementary through 12th grade, that participated in those boot camps. Mm. They came to them. Um, they, Willingly? Yes. <laughs> and they were fully engaged. Well, we did require it. But mm. they were fully engaged. They had their cameras on. And we, we just talked about things like building healthy habits, things that you and I would probably benefit from (laughs) even still as adults. Um, But just, you know, learning to create a good sleep schedule and, Mm. and how to create your schedule and how to take quality breaks and making sure you're eating the right snacks and getting, getting outside and getting exercise or um, making sure that you have a social outlet because all of those things contribute to what we call the whole child. It's, it's all about our development and we can't just isolate education and say, well, you're struggling in school. So you just need to do it more or do, Mm -hmm. (laughs) do school Mm -hmm. more. We have to address all those other things before we can even address school sometimes. So um, I think that's been cool to see to see those aha moments and the the light bulbs turn on and and just to even be in meetings where for the first time in a couple of months we see a student smile because mm. they have the confidence finally that they know look at what I've accomplished and look at what I can continue to accomplish if I keep going in this direction right mm-hmm. um, one of our stories we like to tell is about even a parent who you know the student really wasn't when we got in that meeting for the first time the parent was like well i go by her room every day and she's working in her classes or so she tells me you know um and the student you know she she was she was trying to do her work but she was struggling a little bit but the parent when we came to our next meeting she had this color-coded chart Mm. that she was like look what i made for her and put it on the refrigerator so that her daughter could go and like check off every day that she had done the work and so we were celebrating (laughs) with with mom just as much as we were with that student so yeah that was a really cool yeah, that's very Experience. cool. So obviously you do this every day. Are there, um, you know, how have you seen it work? Have you seen it work a lot? Um, yeah, I, I would like to hear if you yeah. have any other stories or, or know how this right. is working. And I feel like progress is slow sometimes. Yeah. And we, you know, we know that it takes time to to change the, to ta- to change the process, to change the way students are doing something, it takes time. Like if I'm used to waking up every day at 11 o'clock and going to bed at 2 a.m., it's going to take me quite a while to get my sleep schedule fixed mm-hmm. and, and to work to on that. <laughs> Absolutely. And to maybe I want to start working out regularly. Well, that, you know, may never happen, yeah. but it's going to take me a while to get to that point. So, Progress sometimes is slow. Sometimes it's an easy fix. It's just so different based on the family. Um, but I would say just the relationships that we've been able to build with the families has been like key. And um, I think also just going back to that team approach, 
that's what's so cool is every time we're in a meeting with the family and the student, one of us has had some type of experience that we can weigh into that situation. And we feel it out differently too. And sometimes we help each other because I may really have a connection with a student and feel like I totally understand what they're going through where where another person doesn't so much. And then in another situation, you know, one of our team members has experience something totally different. So I feel like that's what's been so crucial about having a team approach. But but I think the biggest things are just those those building those connections, right? So we're here to support families. That's really our main goal is to support families. And one one of the stories I like to refer back to as well is we had this one family and they were just such a light. Like the mom and dad were so positive. And when they would come, the student was a little shyer, but she was really sweet. And the parents were like, hi, how are you? And they would talk to us and just totally brighten up our day. Mm. Sometimes our meetings are difficult and hard and and days are stressful, but this family just always made our day every time we met with them. And this family went through a season where they were observing Ramadan. And so um, I had had students at my last school that had observed Ramadan and I knew what a toll you know, and what a challenge it was as well. And so I said, you know what, we're going to, we're going to change her schedule a little bit so that she can sleep in, in the mornings because I knew she was fasting. And that just meant so much to this family that Mm. we acknowledged that and appreciated that. And we have had so many students and families, parents tell us that they have never been at a school where they felt so supported by so Mm. many different people. And I mean, you, to say that of a virtual school where we're we're on the camera and we're getting into these meetings, but they still feel that support and that that wraparound, you know, unconditional like love and care for their student is is really everything. And so at the end of the day, like it's just it really makes me proud of of the work that we're doing. Yeah. And even though it's hard, and even though sometimes we get to the end of the road and we have to acknowledge and we have to have those conversations with the family of like, this is not working and we want to get you to where you need to be so that it does work. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, sometimes those are difficult conversations, but but a lot of the times we, we can see that progress on well, the way, so. That makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> be engaged, be successful, and we've got, a whole team, um, a lot of people to to get you there. Absolutely. And I want to say one more thing. We're going to get to start this year. We had so much encouragement from our boot camps and just having students all meet together mm. that had all struggled throughout the school year. And they answered questions for us and they correspond like they all you know kind of bounced ideas off of each other and so at the end of that we were like how many of you would be interested in doing a check-in each week and several of them said that they were interested in something like that so we're going to offer a bebs check-in once a week with our team just as a time for us to get in talk about what our goals are for the week and just you know provide some additional encouragement and motivation um, as students need it. So that will be, I believe, on Wednesdays, but we'll be posting that soon. So Very cool. Yep. I love that. And this isn't coming out on this day. Um, we're recording this on, uh, on a Monday morning on the very first day of school. Yes. So we're going to put this out in a couple days just so all the families and even students, if you're listening to this, mm-hmm. know that we've got something in place to help your 
discouraged uh, or, or some whatever it is to to be engaged mm-hmm. and to be successful. That's the other half, <laughs> right? And I want to also we we always tell our students the first thirty days of the school year are the most important because mm. those are the days where you're really establishing good habits, where you're really even though the first few days, like I had to get my kiddos up this morning for school and oh, I'm like, oh, I know it's so hard, but it's going to get easier. We're just got to keep pushing. Mm -hmm. But if you can really get on a good schedule um, this first 30 days and build healthy habits, then your chances of continuing those throughout the rest of the school year are going to be a lot higher. So make this first 30 days count. Yeah, so awesome. Well, I feel like this whole episode has been wins, but we end every episode with a win. Um, and so so you know what that means. The whole staff here at MIPS knows what that means, but we like to hear stories. We do every staff meeting this where we hear two or three stories um, of either successes or relationships that have been mended or built or just something positive that puts into perspective why we do what we do. So do you have a win for us? I do have a win, um, and this is not sort of a life-changing situation where you've seen a student completely turn it around and complete all their coursework or or anything like that. We actually do have a student from last school year, though, that we couldn't even get a hold of that mm. will be graduating early this semester. Mm. So we're super excited about, about her, um, but we have another student who was kind of avoiding us all year and he came to our boot camp and it just so happened that he was the only one there that day. Hmm. There were a lot of boot camps where we had seven or eight people in attendance, but this one it was just him and our team. And it was absolutely meant to be that way hmm. because we all ended the boot camp boohooing <laughs> about <laughs> about just what he had been through that year and you know sometimes life hands you things that you you know as students you're never meant to go through but mm-hmm. um just situations that are that are heartbreaking and this student came to our boot camp and we were able to just totally go off script and just wrap our virtual arms around him and show him love and support and in a way that he really hadn't felt it in a long time. And I think that this is going to be the start of a whole new year for him. And I'm really proud of him. And we've kept in touch since then. And, and he's, um, you know, he goes through some hard times and we're getting him, we're getting him, um, supported by some of our um, social emotional support teams and stuff like that. But I just think that was a really cool moment and a cool time to just you know meet with him personally and see what he was really struggling with because if we had Mm -hmm. been in a group setting he wouldn't have felt open to be able to talking about that kind of thing so anyway we're just here to Mm -hmm. support our students whatever that looks like we we want you to feel cared for because we ultimately care about you and care about your families and we want you to thrive here at mips so wow I love that. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful. Um, We're going to have to put this everywhere. But Amanda, thank you so much for taking the time on the first day of school um, to join me here. So thank you so much. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. If you're interested in enrollment or you just want to get to know us and what we do a little bit better, head over to our website at miprepschool.org. That's miprepschool.org. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We will talk to you soon.